Turn with me in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5. Starting at verse 43, we're going we're gonna to walk through a really important idea uh, that will help us learn what it means to uh, bless those who persecute us, bless and not curse. Here's what Matthew chapter 5, verse 43 through the end of the chapter says. It says, You have heard that it was said, You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Just so you know, nowhere in Levitical law does it say, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. It had become a statement that was common to the Jewish people in the day. But it doesn't, God didn't say, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. He just didn't say it, okay? So look at what it goes on to say. It says, but I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, so that you may be sons of your Father who is in heaven. For he has caused his son to rise on the evil and the good and send rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Do not even the tax collectors do the same. If you greet only your brothers, what more are you doing than others? Do not even the Gentiles do the same? And this is the verse that nobody connects to Matthew uh, chapter 5, verses 43 through 47. Therefore, you are to be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. So what has Jesus just said? Jesus says, first of all, the world understands how to love. Don't miss this. How many of you know people that don't know Jesus that probably love better than you do at times? Yeah. I think, I think we've all met those people, and, and it kind of brings shame on you because you realize, wow, they love tirelessly, they love with everything in their heart, and I'm sitting here with strings attached. What a pain, uh, what a bad situation. So we've met people like this. Jesus points out the Gentiles and the tax collectors know how to love. Here's the issue. They love those who love them back. Now, is that easy to do? Of course it is. <laughs> course it is. If you're loving me, if you're supporting me, if you're, if you're uh, all for me, well, it's easy for me to be all for you. But Jesus's people are supposed to be different. The world operates this way. They love those who love them. The world is not incapable of loving. They just love those who love them. What, is pro what their problem is, is that it's incomplete Love. They do not lo know how to love those who love them and those who hate them. So Jesus commands us and he says, you've heard it said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I'm telling you to love your enemies and to pray for those who persecute you. Well, that sounds oddly like what Paul says in verse 14. Bless those who persecute you, bless and do not curse. It's the same concept that's happening here, okay? But then Jesus goes on in Matthew 5 and he says that the tax collectors and the that the Gentiles understand how to do this, but you are supposed to be different. And this is when he says this phrase, he says, therefore you are to be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. There's a modern contemporary song, contemporary Christian song that says something like this, and I'm going to, I'm going to hack the song up, but this song's a hack of a song. So anyway, but uh, it says something like God never demanded perfection of you, so don't worry about it. It's not what the Bible says. 
It's not what the Bible says. But the Bible needs to be interpreted by the Bible. We need to understand what perfection is expected of us. Are we going to be morally perfect on our own? No. Do we have everything we need pertaining to life and godliness? You're still awake. You're still asleep, church. Yes, we do. We have everything we need pertaining to life and godliness. Do we love even our enemies the way we love those who love us? Sadly, no. And sadly, this is where we're missing perfection. God said, I want you to be perfect as I am perfect. Well, what does that mean? The context tells us what it means. It means to love those who hate you. While we were yet sinners, what did Jesus do for us? He died for us. Are we willing to do that for people who hate us? You know what the problem in the church is? Yeah, but Nathan, if I lay down my life for them, it's going to be interpreted as though I'm supporting them nonsense. Did Jesus on the cross support all the sinners? Mind you, that was the whole world. Did he support the sinners he died for in their sin? No, of course not. He died for their sin. You laying down your life for people who are broken, who are in need, is you being like Jesus. Loving those who love you, easy. Loving those who hate you is the challenge, but guess what it means? It means you're to be perfect. It means you will be perfect as God is perfect. God loved us while we were his enemies, church. And we can't even love people we disagree with. We can't even love people that, that think slightly different than we think. And sadly, this affects the church as well. This is why there's so many denominations and so many church hoppers and so many people running this way and that. Why? Because we don't know how to love like God told us to love. 